It's the Punk Rock Classrooms Podcast, episode 36. Summer is for getting better. One, two, three, four. All right, good morning, good afternoon. Most of you are probably on summer break by now. If you're not, hopefully you are keeping your head above water until that comes. I am Mike. Principal extraordinaire out of Lansing, Illinois, not Michigan. <laughs> and this is Josh Buckley, a Title I school improvement specialist, longest title ever from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where Mike and I talk about bringing that passion, that unity, and that DIY ethos to your classroom and your school so we can get the best places possible for kids. That's right. You don't need to have the the chain wallet and then another chain that was made out of beads that hangs down to your knee. And then like another little chain you made, you know, the three going from your from your hip to your back pocket. <laughs> we can all be punks here at the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. That's right. And on this episode, this beginning of summer episode, uh, Mike and I are both off from the school year. Mike, you just wrapped up last week, right? Last Finally. Week. Yes. Yeah. Mike, Wednesday. Wednesday was our last day. Yeah. So Mike oh. wrapped up. I'm done, but I am in the midst of summer school. We just finished week one of summer school. When you listen to this, I will have just started week two of summer school. We just started the second, the first Monday of summer school because we had the Monday off because of the holiday. Oh, Memorial so, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but second week of summer school starts when you're listening to this, I will be uh, hanging out with some kids uh, at summer school. So we wanted to talk today a little bit about the idea of like, what are we doing over the summer to get better, right? Because I, right. I think as educators, our goal should always be, and I think this is true for, for, you know, if I think of, if we think about it, that punk rock mindset, like even punk bands want to get better, right? It's right, not right. like, it's not, it's not always two chords till you die. It might be two chords till you die, but you're going to get better at playing those two chords, right? right? You're going to get faster. You're going to do all those things. So I think about like early Ramones albums and I think about later Ramones albums and how much like they, even though it was punk rock, they evolved. The sound yeah. was a little different. The production was better. There was some guitar solos, a little more arpe arpeggiation in there. So for us, I think as educators, it's about getting better too. And, and summer's that time to sort of not only unplug and, and sort of relax a little bit, but also right, kind of, yeah, but also kind of time to sort of like reflect and, and think about how you can get better because during the school year, we are go, go, go. When you're on stage as a band, you're go, go, go. You're song to song to song. And you don't always get a chance to sort of like sit down, right? And so between right. tours, between school years, is that time to write that new album, man? It's that time to sit down and think about what do we want to do next? How are we going to get better? How are we going to improve our sound and our style? And as educators, how are we going to improve our craft? So Mike and I want to talk today about what we want to do over the summer to improve our craft. What are we looking at to become, you know, for Mike to become a better school leader than he is right now? For me, as I roll into a new job, what can I learn and what can I improve on to help me do that well, right? Like I'm getting baptized by fire right now <laughs> doing, you know, running our summer school program on an elementary campus when I've never taught on an elementary campus and I've lived my life in the secondary world. So I'm, I'm having a whole lot of fun, but learning a whole lot at the same time. Right. So Mike, let's talk. What's one thing that you, I mean, we're going to talk about more than one thing, but let's start. Like right. what's, what's something that you're looking forward to improving on or getting better at or learning this summer? So the number one thing, man, like 
everyone knows if they follow me, they've listened to the podcast. Um, my whole kind of focus is school relationships and school culture, right? And before the pandemic, our faculty meetings, just the vibe in the school, we were doing all these hands-on, collaborative, out-of-the-box things as a staff and then bringing it to the students. And I mean, I, I got a whole book coming out you know, in a month or two about it and all these things we've done. So then when the pandemic hit, I wasn't able to do those things. You know, a lot of our meetings, 90% of our meetings were via Zoom yeah. or Microsoft Teams. I am not a good, um, I, I don't like communicating over, unless it's with you, over Zoom, <laughs> over, you know, virtual means. Um, but so it's funny because, you know, in, in Teach Like a Pirate, Dave Burgess wrote, you know, when, when people would complain, well, I'm just not creative. And he's like, well, you can't, it's not just going to fall the sky and hit you. Like you have to practice it. You know, you have to continually think of creative things to do with your students or with your staff. And so I haven't really done it like the past year. Yeah. I've kind of gone through the motions like, all right, we need a faculty meeting. It's on Zoom. Here's the bullet points I'm going to read from. Right. So, so what I want to do this summer is, is get back to just how I used to lead and, and, and shape that help, help guide that culture of our building. So my AP and I, we've already kind of just decided what our theme is going to be. Super excited. I think it's the perfect idea. And I'm not going to share it here just in case any of the staff is listening. Who knows what they do? I'm sure, you know, knowing my luck, one will this time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's the perfect theme for the overall school year to come back. And I've already been trying to plan out, you know, what I want to do with these staff meetings, what I want to do for these days before holidays. Like I have a plan for that before it was always, Hey, we're just going to show a movie and you know, some of the kids show up, some don't like, no, I want, I want to create these days, like these passion days, you know, where the Bring teachers it, create gonna, a reason that for yes. kids to come in. Right. Like, Cause hey, we lose kids all the time on exactly. those. Exactly. Like I got, yeah. I got a fifth grade teacher, Mr. Corey, who plays guitar. Like, Hey, these days, why don't you teach some guitar lessons to these kids and we'll make the kids want to come in. So I'm just trying to plan out, get our school back because I'm not going to lie. And staff, staff has told me to like, you could feel this year just, and I keep in all my like end of the year speeches and emails, like I keep relating this school year to a roller coaster ride. You know, yeah. there's ups and downs, there's twists and turns, you know, sometimes we're upside down. Not a roller coaster, you, you got people who are screaming, people who are laughing, people who are throwing up. I mean, <laughs> you know, everyone reacts differently. So I'm yeah. ready. We're off of that ride. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to bring, you know, back what we used to do. So that's my main folk. I mean, I got like you said, I got plenty of things I need to work on this summer, but that's the main thing is I don't want to fly by the seat of my pants. And be like, oh crap, we got a faculty meeting in three days. What are we going to do? I right. kind of want to have some ideas laid out. Like, all right, this month, this is the activity I want to do based on COVID restrictions. Can I pull it off? So, so that's kind of my plan to actually plan out each, each kind of month and each yeah. kind of early release day, things like that. So that's. I like that. That's, I mean, I think you're right. I think that we, this last year really took us out of whether it's, whether it was what we normally did. And sometimes that's good to shake you out of your normal, but if you had a routine going of how you were sort of building relationships with your staff, we just, we had, we threw that out the window and had to yeah. change quick. And you're right. Like it wasn't always easy. Cause I sat in staff meetings that were very much, and you know, we had hardly any staff meetings this year. 
just, I right. think because of the nature of it and, and, you know, where I'm at, it's really based on what your principal wants to do. We don't have mandated monthly staff meetings or anything right. like that. Right. So like our principal, I think we had one, maybe if there was an emergency and then like once a quarter. Right. Okay. And so, but they were really much, they were really like, okay, here's what we know right now. Here's what we're doing. This is what it looks like. Right. And so, you know, we, they were more like overviews. Yeah. Of it was what like, we've done and here's kind of what's coming or, up or info dumps of like, okay, right. we're changing right. this thing. So here's what we've got to do to change this, this idea. And so it was really, you know, it was, it was, it really took us out of that normal sort of like building relationships routine. And, and I, I think getting back to that, is going to be important or finding a new way to do it. Right. Because we know that we lacked those connections this last year. And so I think if you're a leader and you're thinking of like, what can I do to improve this summer? What can you do to turn those staff meetings into an opportunity to build relationships? Because we lost a year of connectivity with our staff. We lost a year of connectivity with our colleagues because even like I had PLC meetings, but they were virtual. Right. And so they're just not the same. No. Um, At the end of the year, we got to get together for like post-graduation. We did kind of a, you know, a happy hour sort of thing after graduation. And that was like the best. Yeah. Because these are people, you know, we just hadn't had a chance to talk or see each other. And so I think there's going to be a real need for that. And finding a way to turn your staff meetings into a into a place to build those connections is going to be important. Well, good news. There's a there's a blueprint, a cookbook coming out soon. That's what I heard. Yeah, people, That's what yeah, I heard. people will be able to uh, check it out. Hopefully, it's out uh, before school starts. We'll see. Yeah, you just turned in the <laughs> final manuscript stuff, right? With edits and everything. Yeah. So I had all the edits. Well, this will be a short tangent. Yeah, I had all the edits done. Um, you know that the editor recommended. I sent in my book cover idea. So so hopefully, yeah. Hopefully uh, edge match does their magic. They put it in the hopper, whatever they do. And we could, we could be holding the edge culture cookbook soon. That's pretty rad. So that might be something to help you to help you pick up on that and do that a little better. For me, one of the things I want to work on is that I, you know, moving from high school to elementary, um, we are, we're going to, we've got a group of teachers that we're going to turn into, there's going to be a project-based learning option, nice. third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade, or maybe it's four, five, six. I think it's three, okay. four, five, six, but we're doing a project-based learning and we're getting interns from the university. So we're going to have year-long interns that are going to be with these project-based learning teachers. Okay. So they're going to be able to really do some really unique stuff this year. Um, they're going to be trained in project-based learning. And for me, I'm going to spend my summer diving into that, right? Yeah, definitely. Take, taking a look at it, understanding it a little better. Because I'll admit, as a high school teacher who's, you know, taught government and I teach a semester class, like, I didn't do a lot of projects. I did little right. mini projects, right? But I never did any, like, long-standing projects. And for me, this is a new thing, especially translating that to elementary. So I picked up uh, Hacking Project-Based Learning. It's a okay. book I picked up. It's yeah, going to be... Yeah going to be a, I love that hacking series. It's really good little bursts of what you can do. And every chapter ends with here's how you make it happen in your classroom, nice. or here's how you make it happen in your school. So that's going to be one of the big things that I focus in on uh, over the summer. And, you know, we're going on vacation after summer school, we're going to spend a week in California. And that's one of my beach reads, man. Like, ooh, yeah, it's going to be some real good beach reading stuff, but I'm, I'm excited to kind of learn it and, and support those teachers as they start this new thing. But if I'm going to support them, 
I got to know, uh, I got to exactly. learn about it. Right. And so that's my goal is to dive into that a little bigger. And the other thing that we're going to try to do differently this, you know, different this year. And I, I think they do a really good job of, you know, my principal and Dean, um, when we work with students on behaviors, they do a really good job of it. But we talked about how do we build in some restorative practices at our upper grade right. levels, right? So, you know, our students that we can, and what does that look like to start doing that with our with our students of like, okay, this is, this is the harm you've done. How do we repair that? Can we get teachers and students together for some meetings when there's been a behavior issue on a, in a right. class? Can we get that fifth grade student, that fifth grade teacher, or that sixth grade and sixth grade teacher and student together to have some conversations about what happened. Right. Um, and, and build those relationships, right. And, and solve some of those behavior issues. Cause we've talked about it before. And we talked about classroom management on this podcast. Behaviors are an opportunity to, to teach students, to educate yes. students, not to punish students, not to discipline. Right. Students. But like, if we're going to teach a math, we've, we've got to, we've got to teach them how to deal in social situations, how to deal with their anger, how to deal with their frustration, how to deal with the outside things that beat them up when they come to right. school. Right. And so I'm, I'm really, those are the two things that I'm going to, that I'm going to dive into learning this summer to try to understand a little more so that when I come in, in July, I'm ready to roll and ready to sort of like guide and lead some of those things on campus. So I'm stoked about that. And, and you know, those and are, those are, it's going. In, in your new role, those are two things definitely that I think you nailed it on the head, like your top priorities. I mean, my, my AP and I, we've already been talking about how, you know, we're a PBIS school. Um, e- even the year before the pandemic, our, it, you know, PBIS was kind of just, it, it just kind of felt like it became one of those things, you know, we've you been doing box, it for so right? long. Yeah. We're just checking the box and the committee, it was kind of the same people and they were getting burned out on we're the only ones putting things together and it can't always fall on us. Like just, right. just cause staff isn't on the PBIS committee doesn't mean they can't help organize and facilitate. So, right. you know, with the pandemic, it really, the, the committee didn't meet at all. So I kind of said, I'm going to, I'm kind of going to retake the lead on that. And because next year, I don't care if your school's doing something PBIS focused. And in this year, I'm really focusing with PBIS and SEL is going to be, you know, interlocked. Like they go, they're going to go hand in hand. So a lot of schools I know will do a focus on PBIS and SEL. Um, unfortunately, I, I have this fear that some schools are going to put their top priority as curriculum and quote unquote, you know, filling learning in loss. Yes, <laughs> filling in that learning loss, which I have stated, you know, publicly in admin meetings or whatnot, and I'm I'm so glad the whole district kind of sees how I see it. SEL has got to come first. These kids are coming off of, not just especially for, especially for your campus. Like you guys were only in school for such a short period of time. Right. right? And it was, it was a third of our kids. So we need to put that first. So if, if you're at one of those schools and you're a classroom teacher and the, the top focus for them is curriculum and academics and that word, I, I try not to ever use rigor, you know, you need to make sure that you are putting those, the SEL the, uh, pieces in place for the kids in your room, because right. 
we all know none, none of those academic, you're not going to get to any of those academics or true learning without these other pieces first, without everyone's, you know, well-being and mental state in a uh, solid right. place. Es- so especially it, when you're bringing back, I mean, depending on how many kids are, I like, are you guys, it's all in person next year, right? Didn't your governor make yes. a, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, unless you are like medically comprised, but district wide, Honestly, Josh, I don't think we have any students. Um, that the that ones who are already yeah. are already kind of outplaced at uh, one, you know, one of our co-op schools that can better facilitate the needs they have. So, um, yeah. So you're looking at bringing back kids who've, who've never been, who haven't been on campus in over almost a year and a half of school, right? Right. Our a middle year, school. Yeah. I, I was meeting with. Um, we had a superintendent's advisory committee, and the middle school associate principal was saying, you know, they're going to have sixth graders who never stepped into a middle school before next year. Yeah. They're going to have seventh graders who, who never, they chose, yeah. who never came back. And he said, we may even have some eighth graders who really have only been in middle school this March, which the middle school, even though we came back in March, they were only there two days in person. Okay. So, so even less. Yeah. 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 It's, it's insane to think like you're going into your eighth grade year, the final year of elementary school. And you've been, you know, maybe what, 30, 40 days you've, you've actually sat <laughs> yeah. in the middle school classroom. It's yeah, crazy. That's, that, is, that, that is one of those things where like that has to be a focus for you. And, and, and this is an opportunity over the summer, not, not that you don't take time for yourself. And I just, I want to make that clear. Like, this isn't a conversation where like, you have to spend right. your summer deep diving into all this right. stuff. Cause I don't think that's true, but I, I think like, if we're going to get better as educators, we have to, we have to set some, some time aside to really dive into this. Right. And it doesn't have to be every day. It could be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Mondays as a learning day. I'm going to take, right. you know, um, and or like and you I, said, if you're sitting on the beach, I'm telling you some of the best I flip back ideas and forth. I've come. I flip back reading. and forth. Yeah. I flip back and forth between comic books and school stuff when I'm, right. when I'm at the beach. Like those are my, those are my things. And comic books and education reading, that's what I do. And, and, and I think that that's, that's a big piece of, of how I sort of build my, build my skills. Well, staff have asked me just to piggyback up. That. Yeah. They've said, how do you read so many education books and not get bored with them? Because what I do, similar to you, I read an education book. Then the next book is a piece of fiction. Right. Like I vary it. Like, no, I'm not telling my staff about all the, the fiction books I read, like, <laughs> you know, Chuck Palahniuk's newest one. Like what they don't, that's, that's not gonna, you know, unless it's in casual conversation, but yeah, it's you, if you got to vary and have variety in your life. And, you know, I just think reading, we, we tell this to the kids, if you read all of your grades and scores go up, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been proven. So adult as adults, we need to continue that too. And, that's where you just get your ideas flowing in and not saying, like you said, no, I, and I told all my staff this unplug recharge. I am yeah. going to do my best to not email you tax anything this summer. Like we're not, we're not even doing our summer selfie bingo. Like I want people just to disconnect from school this year um, to just get to refresh, you know? Yeah. So that, that, that leads to sort of the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is like, what are you doing for you this summer to be a better mm-hmm. you? Right. Like not, not, a, not, a, I mean, working on ourselves helps us always be better people. And I think better educators, but what's a non-education thing that you're doing for you to make, to, to work on you as a better person this summer? What's that, that, that's, that social, you know, that social, emotional, that, that sort of like, what are you doing to work on Mike? 
this summer. Yeah. Well, the day, <laughs> the, the day this episode drops, um, well, it's, you know, my, it's funny. I was not planning on running Chicago marathon this year. And, uh, uh, we were I was having a conversation with my wife a couple months ago, and she's like, "Are you you're running the marathon?" I said, "No." Why? The way she said it was like she wanted me to. She's like, "Wow, this pandemic hasn't treated you well, and you you put on some weight, <laughs> and uh, you know you're kind of kind of got that dad bod going." And she's like, "The only time you really get in shape is when you're training for the marathon." I'm like, "Well, I'll see if I can get back in." So, uh, I, marathon training starts Monday, so that's that's for me and. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I've, I've during the pandemic, I've diets been horrible, you know, workouts and training have just been here and there. And, and I have not felt comfortable with myself. So I'm excited to get back to like that structured routine of, yeah. you know, I've got to run 30 miles this week and I'm going to make it happen. And, and, you know, I, I talked a while ago, uh, a PRC reflection about sacrifices and, you know, this is, it's, this is time to put that to practice. Like there's going to be things, especially during the summer, and especially with things opening back up and get together. It's like, no, I'm going to have to say, no, I'm not going to, you know, eat that dessert or, you know, sorry, I'm not drinking any beers tonight. I'm, I gotta, I gotta get up and run, right? <laughs> run tomorrow. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to kind of getting back to that. And some of my best ideas and like just clearing of my mind is, and you know how it is you yeah. run yeah. in those early mornings when you're just by yourself right. and just sweating it out and running. So I'm, that's, that's what I, that's my number one thing I'm going to do this summer. What about you? So for us, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, when we were all home, we got to hang out a whole lot, right? As a family, you know that, like you were home yeah. and Gabby wasn't really busy because there weren't a lot of, there weren't events at the high school, right? So our right. nights were pretty open. Well, um, then second semester hit and, and, you know, I'm switching jobs, things are changing, all of these things are going on, renters back to school in person, we're all back to school in person. And that kind of fell away a little bit, right? Right. And so I think for me, one of the things I one of the things I want to kind of make some time for is Renner's switching his gym schedule. Okay. And so instead of having gym at night over the summer, he's going to go to gym from one to five, right? Okay. One, one thirty to five or something like that. So maybe it is five hours. I don't know. He's like living at the gym, but so it's a long um, time. It is. It's a long gym time. So, but he does that during the week. But that means that we literally have every night. That's right. awesome. Um, I yeah. don't have I don't have night stuff because I'm you know I'm done with my union stuff, so I'm done being president. I won't have those evening meetings. Um, Gabby doesn't have any events because it's summertime. I mean, she's working during the day, and Renner won't have gym at night. And so I really want to kind of like build some time back in for us, right? Yeah. Build build some family time back in. Um, Renner and I got like a little, uh, a video game that we played the demo for. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy this one. This was fun. Nice. It was like a, like a co-op game where you have to like move out of a house, like, okay. and you destroy everything in the house. Right. So like you're trying to move furniture and the both of you have to grab an end of it and like throw it out the windows into the van. Nice. Right? So just, just dumb stuff to spend some time together. Last night we watched the new Netflix, uh, sweet tooth. Right. So kind okay, of a, yeah, kind yeah. of a cool little show. We watched that and it was like really nice to just kind of hang out. La this last week we watched the Hunger Games series with Renner. Renner never watched it before, and so we watched all. Okay. Three. We, every other night we watched a movie, and that was really nice. And so 
I'm looking forward to kind of building that back because we kind of lost a lot of that connection second semester because we just got busy and yeah. Renner had gym three nights a week and one of us was gone every other night of the week. And so I'm looking forward to kind of building those, those connections back up and being able to spend some more family time together. So that, that's the, that's the big thing. That's awesome though. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel you, man. I, between, <laughs> between Evan swim and Aubrey softball. That's like, like, I, every time I talk stuff, to you, like, every time I talk to you, I'm like, I've got a softball game and a swim thing to go to. We, we looked at the, we're the at, schedule, the, the, the schedule next week. And my, Megan's like, I don't think we have enough hours in any of these days. Look at our calendar, what we need to get yeah. done. So yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So that's what we're looking forward to. And then Renner, Renner's switching schools because of his, okay. new, his new gym schedule. So he's going to be in a new district at a new school. And so we just kind of want to like, you know, hang out and, you know, kind of show him like, it's okay, man. Like it's going to be a big yeah. change, but this is kind of the good stuff we get to do when you're making this change. Um, so he's changing schools that way he can, he'll do a half day of school and then okay. go to gym afterwards. Right. So the campus that he's going to specializes in kids who do athletics Nice. So like they kind of take the specials out of the day so that and those kids can go. Right. Yeah, so those kids can go do gym. And so he'll be done at five instead of picking them up at eight 30 at night, five days. Well, That's kind of cool. That is so, really cool though. That's a better yeah, and he'll get to go. He'll get to go with some of his buddies, some of his friends in gym are yeah. at the same school. So it'd be really cool for him, but we just want to be able to make sure that we, that this is what it's going to give us. It's going to give us right. some more family time together. Right. So, Very excited cool. about that, but that's the big thing. So, you know what? We could keep talking, but here's what I want to say, folks. Um, this is summer. Take some time to build some connections yeah. with your with your friends and your family. Take some time to work on yourself uh, and take some time to like take a moment and learn a little bit uh, to, to improve your craft as an educator, whether that's joining uh, a Twitter chat, whether that's, you know, connecting with some of your friends over some beverages of your choice and right. talking about education because a lot of that planning, it doesn't have to be sitting down and pen and paper. And no, like we're taking five no. hours today to do curriculum planning. Right. It doesn't you, you have to be that. You don't have to go to PDs and conferences. No, no, it really, some of the best discussions I have, and you know, like my wife is an educator. Some of those best discussions we have are like just talking about school. And if you can find someone to talk shop with and get yep. better and do it while you're barbecuing or hanging out at the pool or whatever it is, that makes it even better. Oh yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be the punk rock classrooms podcast. If we didn't talk about what we're listening to Mike. What are you listening to? Yeah. So, um, we are the union, this, uh, punk ska band from Michigan dropped a new album and I, I didn't even know they were putting a new one out. And it was interesting cause I'm listening to it and it's got a totally different sound. It's more like, kind of like, like how an alternative rock sound with some horns thrown in there and some keyboards and the vocalist. So I had to Google it, right? I'm like, the vocalist sounds different. Like maybe they got a new singer and it turns out that uh, the singer had just recently come out as a trans woman. Okay. So the whole record is about her. It's kind of like when Laura Jane Grace wrote, yeah. um, you know, that record. So it, it's, she kind of has written about her, her story of kind of like coming to who oh, she awesome. is. And I'm gonna have to check so, yeah, out. so it's, it's like I said, I was kind of thrown off at first. I'm like, why does it sound so different? <laughs> and then I'm like, when I read the backstory, I'm like, this is, this is awesome. And you know, it comes out June, uh, you know, June, let's say, so it came out June 4th, you know, it's pride month. I'm like, it's, it just was perfect. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to check that. I'm going to check that. I'm actually, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm adding it to my list of stuff to listen to right now. 
Um, and their old stuff's awesome too. But this, yeah. like we were talking about, they took their, their new sound in a completely different direction. And, you know, I dig it. Like, I dig it. Awesome. So what about you? for me, all right. So I'm rocking my new morality shirt while we're on mm-hmm. here. Uh, so last year, uh, new morality put out two cassette tapes, two EPs by a band called curse the knife. And yeah. they put them out as cassettes when they put them out. when the second one came out, I was like, all right, Nick, when are you giving me a vinyl of this? I need both records together. I need it all on one thing. And they did. They put together a double, a double LP, nice. two vinyl, two, two, you know, 12 inch records, uh, curse the knife. Uh, thank you for being here. Part one and part two came out on vinyl. I got it in the mail yesterday. I was listening to it before we started recording this morning. Uh, I love the album and I love having it all on one thing. It's That's very awesome. sort of like, it's very shoegazy, grungy, you know, sort of um, hum-esque sort of album. Yeah. Good stuff. Go check it out. It's actually, now it's packaged on Spotify, the whole album as well. So you don't have cool. to just listen to part one and part two. He's got, it's right, all together right. on, on Spotify like that as well. But I've got the two cassette tapes and I've got the vinyl together. So that's the kind of nerd I am uh, for this album. So it's rad. Go check it out. Go listen to it. Uh, so as always, you can find us on the internet at punkrockclassrooms.com. You can find all the shows, the blogs. Uh, you can find Mike's poetry there. You can find all sorts of stuff on the website. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle uh, for the show on both of those is at Punk Classrooms. For Mike on both of those, it's at Mike R. Earnshaw. And for me on both of those, it's at Josh R. Buckley. So you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram, see what's going on. You go to the website. Reviews. Right. Leave some reviews on on iTunes. Uh, You can also find us over at teachbetter.com. We are on the Teach Better Podcast Network. Go check that out. Check out all the other podcasts that that are pals of ours that are on there. Go listen to their shows. Give them some love. Give them some support. If you're looking for that fresh, fresh gear for the summer, you can check the uh, merch table over at the website, get yourself a punk rock classrooms, t-shirt or tank top. If that's, and that's, your, and that's, that's a great way to improve yourself for when you walk into school on day one next year. Yeah. People are going to be like, Oh, <laughs> I like that. So, so you can find all that over on the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. And uh, I think that's what I got, man. So that's we want to thank you. We want to thank you for listening and we'll see you at the at show. The show. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.